0: Good morning. Good morning. You guys can grab a seat. Welcome to our second reading service in the book of Acts. Uh, Love reading services. I know that it's not everyone's favorite thing, but uh, let me just paint for you a little bit of an argument for why we do reading services and why we believe it's important. We believe scripture is our uh, authority uh, when it comes to living the Christian life and when it comes to really our world. We believe the Bible stands as our sole authority, inerrant and infallible. And so we sit underneath it, uh, but it's not really us. I don't know if you've caught in Acts 2.42, it talked about how the disciples devoted themselves to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Uh, But we also see the disciples devoting themselves to the apostles' teachings, which is what we're reading when we read scripture. So I love that we get to sit here under scripture. I love that On Father's Day, we get to hear one of the greatest adventure stories in the New Testament throughout the book of Acts, so it's quite fitting that this is today. Um, I don't know if you guys have felt it the same way I have, but there have been times where uh, I think especially the older generation can see this, where people don't know their Bibles like they used to. Uh, People don't know God like they used to, Uh, and we've felt that. Significantly, In fact, there's projections that say the next generation won't even have church or God experience as a wide majority in America. Uh, that they, they will be the unchurched generation, uh, which my optimistic brain thinks, awesome, great evangelism opportunity, let's bring them into the church. Uh, but it also shows a little bit of a heartbeat of our nation that uh, in some ways we've lost something. We haven't passed it on quite right. It was in classes a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about this problem, me and um, about 13 other pastors and world Christian leaders were were talking about this issue. And one of the guys in the room, uh, he's not a pastor. He's the president of OM, and he just had a completely different view on how all this worked. Uh, So he, we're talking about, you know, Christians in America, they don't know their Bible like they used to. They don't understand scripture like they used to. And he says, I think that this is a problem in the Western world. And we go, oh, explain. And he goes, so I was a missionary in China for six years, which, great start to his story. Uh, I was a missionary in China for six years, and he says, I was there, and the pastor was preaching on the book of Matthew. And he opens his Bible to the book of Matthew. And as he reads Matthew about six or seven people in the congregation stand up and they just recite it. And he goes, that was weird, but he sat there for the rest of the service and after the service, he goes up to the pastor and he's talking about the message and he's like, what was with the group of people that stood? And the pastor goes, so here's the story. Chinese government came into our churches. They took our Bibles. We had one Bible left. We ripped the Bible apart and separated it by pages throughout the church congregation everyone in the church got a few pages of scripture. Everyone went home and they memorized them. When they took those pages away, everyone had it memorized. So that way, when the whole church came together, we had the whole Bible. That just, I mean, I started to cry and realize that this is, this is a picture of the church that I think we see depicted in Acts. That The the believers, when they come together, there is something special. For the believers in China and that church, it was that they had God's word when they came together. For us, it's that we are the body of Christ. As Luke argues in Acts, we are continuing Jesus' ministry. Uh, We're not just random people. We're sons and daughters of the king. This morning, we're going to read through Acts 9 through 18. I'm going to invite our first reader up. I invite you to follow along in your notes. Uh, There's a a wonderful colored outline that Pastor Ron put together in there that just picks out themes. But I I invite you to sit under God's teaching and just listen for what the Holy Spirit's doing in the church and Acts and in your hearts as well.
1: But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him, for letters to the synagogues at Damascus so that if he found any belonging to the way men or women he might bring them bound to Jerusalem now as he went on his way he approached damascus and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him and falling to the ground he heard a voice saying to him Saul Saul why are you persecuting me and he said who are you lord and he said i am jesus whom you are persecuting but rise and enter the city and you will be told Rise and go to the street called Straight, and at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. For behold, he is praying, and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all those on your name who call on your name but the lord said to him go for he is chosen for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the gentiles and kings and the children of israel for i will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name so ananias departed and entered the house and laying his hands on him he said brother saul the lord jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me so that you may regain your sight And be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. And then he arose and was baptized. And taking food, he was strengthened. For some days he was with the disciples at Damascus, and immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogues, saying, He is the Son of God. And for all who heard him were amazed and said, Is not this the man who made havoc in Jerusalem? of those who called upon them this name? And, and has he not come here for this purpose, to bring them bound before the chief priests? But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by, providing, by proving that Jesus was the Christ. When many days had passed, the Jews plotted to kill him, but their plot became known to Saul. They were watching the gates day and night in order to kill him. But his disciples took him by night and led him down through the opening in the wall, lowering him in a basket. And and when he had come to Jerusalem, he attempted to join the disciples, and they were all afraid of him, for they did not believe that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him him to the, the apostles and declared to him how on the road he had seen the Lord, who spoke to him, and how at Damascus he had preached boldly in the name of Jesus. So he went in and out among at Jerusalem, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord, and he spoke and disputed against the Hellenists. But they were seeking to kill him, and when when the brothers learned this, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up, and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied. Now, as Peter went here and there among them all, he came down to the saints who lived at Lydda. There he found a man named Aeneas, bedridden for eight years, who was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Raise and make your bed. And immediately he rose, and all the residents of Lydda and Sharon saw him, and they turned to the Lord. Now, there was in Joppa a disciple named Tabitha, which translated means Dorcas. She was full of good works and acts of charity. In those days, she became ill and died. And when they had washed her, they laid her in an upper room. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples hearing that Peter was there, sent two men to him, urging him, Please, come to us without delay. So Peter rose and went with them. And when he arrived, they took him to the upper room. All the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing tunics and other garments that Dorcas made while she was with them. But Peter put them all outside and knelt down and prayed. And turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up, and and he gave her his hands and raised her up. Then calling the saints and widows, he presented her alive. And it became known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord." And he stayed in Joppa for many days with one Simon, a tanner.
2: At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion of what was known as the Italian cohort, a devout man who feared God with all his household, gave alms generously to the people, and prayed continually to God. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God come in and say to him, Cornelius. And he stared at him in terror and said, What is it, Lord? And he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have descended as a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and bring one Simon who is called Peter. He is lodging with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had departed, He called two of his servants and a devout soldier from among those who attended him, and having related everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. The next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the housetop about the sixth hour to pray, and he became hungry and wanted something to eat. But while there they were preparing for it he fell into a trance and saw the heavens opened and something like a great sheet descending being let down by its four corners upon the earth in it were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air and there came a voice to him rise peter kill and eat but peter said by no means lord for i've never eaten anything that is common or unclean And the voice came to him again, a second time. What God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times, and the thing was taken up at once to heaven. Now, while Peter was inwardly perplexed as to what the vision that he had seen might mean, behold, the men who were sent by Cornelius, having made inquiry for Simon's house, stood at the gate and called out to ask whether Simon, who was called Peter, was lodging there. And while Peter was pondering the vision, the spirit said to him, Behold, three men are looking for you. Rise and go down and accompany them without hesitation, for I have sent them. And Peter went down to the men and said, I am the one you are looking for. What is the reason for your coming? And they said, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man who was well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation, was directed by a holy angel to send you to come to his house and hear what you have to say. So he invited them in to be his guests. The next day he rose and went away with them, And some of the brothers from Joppa accompanied him. And on the following day, they entered Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. When Peter entered, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshiped him. But Peter lifted him up, saying, Stand up, I too am a man. And he talked with him. He went in and found many persons gathered. And he said to them, you yourselves know how unlawful it is to be a Jew, to associate with or to visit anyone of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any person common or unclean. So when I was sent for him, I came without objection. I asked then why you sent for me. And Cornelius said, Four days ago, about this hour, I was praying in my house at the ninth hour. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your alms have been remembered before God. Send, therefore, to Joppa and ask for Simon, who is called Peter. He is lodging in the house of Simon, a tanner by the sea. So I went for you at once, and you have been kind enough to come. Now, therefore, we are all here in the presence of God to hear all that you have been commanded by the Lord. So Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly, I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. As for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. You yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John proclaimed, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. that he is the one appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. And the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out, Even on the Gentiles, for they were hearing them speak in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter declared, Can anyone without water for baptizing, can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to remain for some days. Acts chapter 11.
3: Three men arrived at the house in which we were, sent to me from Caesarea, and the Spirit told me to go with them, making no distinction. The six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house, and he told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and say, "Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will declare to you a message by which you will be saved, you and all your household." As they began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them, just as on us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave the same gift to them as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? When they heard these things, they fell silent, and they glorified God, saying, and to the Gentiles also, God has granted repentance that leads to life. Now those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except the Jews. There were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who on coming to Antioch spoke to the Hellenists also, preaching the Lord Jesus, and the hand of the Lord was with them. And a great number who believed turned to the Lord. The report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad, and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. So Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. And they did so, sending it, to, sending it to the elders by the hand of Barnabas
4: and Saul. Acts 12. About that time, Herod the king laid violent hands on some who belonged to the church. He killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And when he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. This was during the days of unleavened bread. And when he had seized him, he put him in prison. woke him saying get up quickly and the chains fell off his hands and the angel said to him dress yourself and put on your sandals and he did so and he said to him wrap your cloak around you and follow me he w- and he went out and followed him he did not know that what was being done by the angel was real but he thought he was seeing a vision when they had passed the first and second guard they came to the iron gate leading into the city it opened for them of its own accord and they went out and went along one street and immediately the angel left him when peter came to himself he said now i am sure that the lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of herod and from all the jewish people all that the jewish people were expecting when he realized this he went to the house of mary the mother of john whose other name was mark where many were gathered together and were praying, and when he knocked at the door of the, of the gateway, a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer, recognizing Peter's voice in her joy. She did not open the gate but ran in and reported that Peter was standing at the gate. They said to her, "You are out of your mind." But she kept insisting that it was so, and they kept saying, "It is his angel." But Peter continued knocking, and when they opened, they saw him and were amazed, but motioning to them with his hand to be silent. He described to them how the Lord had brought him out of prison. And he said, Tell these things to James and to the brothers. And then, then he departed and went to another place. Now when day came, there was no little disturbance among the soldiers over what had become of Peter. And after Herod searched for him and did not find him, he examined the sentries in ordered that they should be put to death. Then he went down from Judea to Caesarea and spent time there. Immediately an angel of the Lord struck him down, because he did not give God the glory, and he was eaten by worms and breathed his last. But the word of the Lord increased and multiplied. And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had completed their service, bringing with them John, whose other name was Mark.
5: Now we come to Acts 13, the start of the missionary journeys where we get to see Christ as the cornerstone on full display. Now there were in the church in Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who is called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, a lifelong friend of Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. who summoned Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. But Elymas, the magician, for that is the meaning of his name, opposed them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. But Saul, who was called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, You son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, full of all deceit and villainy, will you not stop making crooked the straight paths of the Lord? And now, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you will be blind and unable to see the sun for a time. Immediately mist and darkness fell upon him, and he went about seeking people to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed when he saw what had occurred, for he was astonished at the teaching of the Lord. Now Paul and his companions set sail from Paphos and came to Perga and Pamphylia, and John left them and returned to Jerusalem. But they went on from Perga and came to Antioch and Pisidia. And on the Sabbath day, they went into the synagogue and sat down. After the reading from the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent a message to them, saying, Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, say it.
6: So Paul stood up and motioning with his hand said, Men of Israel and you who fear God, listen. The God of this people Israel chose our fathers and made the people great during their stay in the land of Egypt. And with uplifted arm, he led them out of it. And for about forty years, he put up with them in the wilderness. And after destroying seven nations in the land of Canaan, he gave them their land as an inheritance. All this took about 450 years. After that, he gave them judges until Samuel the prophet. Then they asked for a king, and God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin. For forty years. And when he had removed him, he raised up David to be their king, of whom he testified and said, I have found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart, who will do all my will. Of this man's offspring, God has brought to Israel a Savior, Jesus, as he promised. Before his coming, John had proclaimed a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. And as John was finishing his course, he said, What do you suppose that I am? I am not he. No, but behold, after me one is coming, the sandals of whose feet I am not worthy to untie. Brothers, sons of the family of Abraham, and those among you who fear God, to us has been sent the message of this salvation. For those who live in Jerusalem and their rulers, because they did not recognize him nor understand the utterances of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath, fulfilled them by condemning him. by raising Jesus as also it is written in the second psalm you are my son today i have begotten you and as for the fact that he raised him from the dead no more to return to corruption he has spoken in this way i will give you the holy and sure blessings of david therefore he says also in another psalm you will not let your holy one see corruption for david after he had served the purpose of god in his own generation Fell asleep and was laid with his fathers and saw corruption. But he whom God raised up did not see corruption. Let it be known to you, therefore, brothers, that through this man forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you, and by him everyone who believes is freed from everything from which you could not be freed by the law of Moses. Beware, therefore, lest what is said in the prophets should come about. Look, you scoffers, be astounded and perish. For I am doing a work in your days, a work that you will not believe, even if one tells it to you. As they went out, the people begged that these things might be told them the next Sabbath. And after the meeting of the synagogue broke up, many Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who, as they spoke with them, urged them to continue in the grace of God. The next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. But when the Jews saw the crowds... And with the Holy Spirit.
7: Now at Iconium, they entered together into the Jewish synagogue, and spoke in such a way that a great number of both Jews and Greeks believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles, and poisoned their minds against the brothers. So they remained for a long time, speaking boldly for the Lord, who bore witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the people of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews, and some with the apostles. When an attempt was made by both Gentiles and Jews with their rulers to mistreat them and to stone them, they learned of it and fled to Lystra and Derbe, cities of Lycaonia, and to the surrounding country, and there they continued to preach the gospel. Now at Lystra there was a man sitting who could not use his feet. He was crippled from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul speaking, and Paul, looking intently at him and seeing that he had faith to be made well, said in a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet, and he sprang up and began walking. And when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in Lyconian, "The gods have come down to us in the likeness of men." Barnabas they called Zeus and Paul Hermes, because he was the chief speaker. And the priests of Zeus, whose temple was at the entrance to the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates and wanted to offer sacrifice with the crowds. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of it, they tore their garments and rushed out into the crowd, crying out, Men, why are you doing these things? We are also men of like nature with you, and we bring you good news that you should turn from these vain things to a living God, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. In past generations, he allowed all the nations to walk in their own ways. Yet he did not leave himself without witness. For he did good by giving you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your hearts with food and gladness. Even with these words, they scarcely restrained the people from offering sacrifice to them. But Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, and having persuaded the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. But when the disciples gathered about him, he rose up and entered the city, and on the next day he went on with Barnabas to Derbe. When they had preached the gospel to that city and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. And when they had appointed elders for them in every church, with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. Then they passed through Pisidia and came to Pamphylia, And when they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Italia, And from there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work that they had fulfilled. And when they had arrived and gathered the church together, they declared all that God had done with them and how he had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. And they remained no little time with the disciples.
8: Acts chapter 15. But some men came down from Judea and were teaching the brothers. And brought great joy to all the brothers. When they came to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church, and the apostles and the elders, and they declared all that God had done with them. But some believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees rose up and said, It is necessary to circumcise them and to order them to keep the law of Moses. The apostles and the elders were gathered together to consider this matter. And after there had been much debate, Peter stood up and said to them, Brothers, you know that in the days God made a choice among you. And by my mouth, the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God, who knows the heart, bore witness to them by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did to us. And he made no distinction between them and us among the, through them among the Gentiles. After they finished speaking, James replied, Brothers, listen to me. Simeon has related how God first visited the Gentiles to take from them a people for his name. And with this, the words of the prophets agree, just as it is written. After this, I will return, and I will rebuild the tent of David that has fallen. I will rebuild its ruins, and I will just." Restore it, that the remnant of mankind may seek the Lord and all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who makes these things known from of old. Therefore, my judgment is that we should not trouble those of the Gentiles who turn to God, but should write to them to abstain from the things polluted by idols and from sexual immorality and from what has been strangled and from blood. For from ancient generations, Moses has had in every city those who proclaim proclaim him, for he is read every Sabbath in the synagogue. Then it seemed good to the apostles and the elders with the whole church to choose men from among them and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They sent Judas, called Barsabbas, and Silas, leading men among the brothers, with the following letter. The brothers, both the apostles and the elders, to the brothers who are of the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia, greetings, since we have heard that some persons have gone out from us and troubled you with words, unsettling your minds, although we gave them no instruction. It has seemed good to us, having come to one accord, to choose men and send them to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who themselves will tell you the same things by word of mouth. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay on you no burden greater than these requirements, that you abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols and from blood and from what has been strangled and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. Farewell. So when they went off, they went down to Antioch, and having gathered the congregation together, they delivered the letter. And when they had read it, they rejoiced because of its encouragement. And Judas and Silas, who were themselves prophets, encouraged and strengthened the brothers with many words. And after they had spent some time, they were sent off in peace by the brothers of those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord, with many others also. And after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us return and visit the brothers in every city where we have proclaimed the word of the Lord, and see how they are. Now Barnabas wanted to take with them John, called Mark. But Paul thought best not to take with them one who had withdrawn from them in Pamphylia, and had not gone with them to the work. And there arose a sharp disagreement, so that they separated from each other. Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, having been commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. And they went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Paul came
9: also to Derbe and to Lystra, A disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was a Greek. He was well spoken of the brothers at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. As they went on their way through the cities, they delivered to them for observance the decisions that had been reached by the apostles and elders who were in Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith, and they increased in numbers daily. concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them so setting tr- sail from troas we made the direct voyage to samothrace and the following day to neapolis and from there to philippi which is the leading city in the district of macedonia and a roman colony we remained in the city some days and on the sabbath day we went outside to the gate we went outside the gate to the riverside where we supposed there was a place of prayer and we sat down and spoke to the women who had come together One who heard us was a woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple goods who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul, and after she was baptized, and her household as well, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay, and she prevailed upon us. As we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination, and brought her owners much gain by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and us, crying out, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she kept doing for many days. Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said that these men are Jews and they are disturbing our city. They advocate customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. The police reported these words to the magistrates, and they were afraid when they heard that they were Roman citizens. So they came and apologized to them, and they took them out and asked them to leave the city. So they went out of the prison and visited Lydia, and when they had seen the brothers, they encouraged them and departed.
10: Now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul went in, as was his custom, and on three Sabbath days he reasoned with them from the scriptures And when they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brothers before the city authorities, shouting, These men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. And Jason received them, and they are all acting against the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, Jesus. And the people and the city authorities were disturbed when they heard these things. And when they had taken money as security from Jason and the rest, they let them go. The brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went into the Jewish synagogue. Now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Many of them, therefore, believed, with not a few Greek women of high standing, as well as men. But when the Jews from Thessalonica learned that the word of God was proclaimed by Paul at Berea also, they came there too, agitating and stirring up the crowds." Then the brothers immediately sent Paul off on his way to the sea, but Silas and Timothy remained there. Those who conducted Paul brought him as far as Athens, and after receiving a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him as soon as possible, they departed. Now while Paul was waiting for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him as he saw that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and the devout persons, and in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be there. Now, all the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there would spend their time in nothing except telling or hearing something new. So, Paul, standing in the midst of the Areopagus, said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are very religious. For as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription To the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you the God who made the world and everything in it For In him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. Being then God's offspring, we ought not to think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of man. The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent, because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed and of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. Now when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, but others said, We will hear you again about this. So Paul went out from their midst, but some men joined him and believed, among whom also were Dionysius, the Areopagite, and a woman named Damaris, and others with them.
11: Acts 18, 1 through 22 After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth, and he found a Jew named Aquila, And the Lord said to Paul one night in a vision, Do not be afraid, but go on speaking, and do not be silent, for I am with you. And no one will attack you to harm you, for I have many in this city who are my people. And he stayed a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. But when Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews made a united attack on Paul and brought him before the tribunal saying, This man is persuading people to worship God contrary to the law. But when Paul was about to open his mouth, Gallio said to the Jews, If it were a matter of wrongdoing or vicious crime, O Jews, I would have reason to accept your complaint. But since it is a matter of questions about words and names and your own law, see to it yourselves. I refuse to be a judge of these things. And he drove them from the tribunal. And they all seized Sosthenes, the ruler of the synagogue, and beat him in front of the tribunal. But Gallio paid no attention to any of this. After this, Paul stayed many days longer and then took leave of the brothers and set sail for Syria. And with him, Priscilla and Aquila. At Sencre'i, he had cut his hair, for he was under a vow. And they came to Ephesus, and he left them there but he himself went into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to stay for a longer period, he declined. But on taking leave of them, he said, I will return to you if God wills, and he set sail from Ephesus. When he had landed in Caesarea, he went up and greeted the church and then went down to Antioch. And after spending some time there, he departed and went from one place to the next through the region of Galatia and Phrygia, Strengthening all the disciples.
0: Wow. If the book of Acts could be a movie, man, action packed, completely full. I love the way the Lord works just throughout Acts. In 18, you see him preserving Paul. 18, by the way, the first time Paul ever in missionary journey was alone. And immediately he meets Romans, tent makers christians what's paul a roman tent maker christian just completely dumbfounds me how we never expect god to work in these ways and then he does and he always has uh last one last story for you before we go um i was talking to that same guy in my class and he was talking about um we are sharing ministry struggles and things that can be difficult in ministry and going around one of my classmates has Uh, a youth mom that calls him and yells at him because her youth isn't walking right with the Lord like it's his fault. And we're all like, yeah, that that can be rough. And my friend goes and he's like, yeah. And then when the Taliban invaded Afghanistan, we had to leave 118 of our men behind. And we're all like, oh, that's a little different than a youth mom. Um, (laughs) But the crazy part of that story, and it relates to Acts 18. He's like, yeah, we heard back two months later. And you know what? The Taliban confronted the 118 missionaries there. And we're like, oh no. And the Taliban gets in their face and they say, how come you're teaching the kids? You should be teaching the adults too. And they went and got the adults and brought them (laughs) to the missionaries so that they could outreach and evangelize to them. He goes, who counted the Taliban as a great evangelistic tool in 2020? Uh, but it happened. That's how God always works. That's how he always has, and that's how he always will. Um, I love reading services. I was thinking through the history of it, and Second Kings, they have a reading service. I don't know if you remember that far back, there's a reading service. Um, and the church fathers practice reading services. And I just love the community that we get to have with Josiah and Second Kings and with Uh, the early church in Acts and then with all the church fathers there's even records back to 100 AD of reading services so thank you for joining us for this Um, love the way God works in Acts I can't wait for the rest of it Um, you can read ahead and spoil it if you want to in fact we encourage you to do that Uh, join me in prayer as we close out this service Lord you're so good you are so faithful and present with us you continue to guide and lead and dumbfound us in ways that we didn't expect you could work. Uh, and you just do. Even in the brokenness, even in the difficulty, you work, you're present, you're active. And Lord, we, we love you, and I desire that we could show you that more consistently, more faithfully, Lord. Um, thank you for examples like Paul, who are broken human beings who just follow a good, faithful God. Lord, help us to follow you in that same way. In Jesus' name.